Anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 224 now of the Ron and Don Show. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Yeah, don't forget you can reach out to us at ronanddonsitdown.com. And Ron, tens of millions of billions of people are getting signed up for the Nation News, right? Uh, that might be a little exaggerated, <laughs> but you can sign up at ronanddonsitdown.com uh, right up at the top, and that drops every week. It's a really good way to get sort of behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Very special episode coming up today because Mary's going to stop by from Special Olympics. And boy, do they need your help, my help. And in fact, someone that literally lassoed me into this a couple years ago was Sheriff. Not the PIO, but now the Sheriff of Pierce County. Ed Troyer is here. I know he's the sheriff. He has a gun. He has a badge. And on the back, it says, call me Sheriff. So, it's so nice to have you, and we haven't talked to you in a long time. Congratulations on becoming the sheriff of Pierce County. You're a couple months in. What's the ride been like? Well, it's interesting. I'm still kind of in the honeymoon phase. Everybody's yeah. being really, really nice, but I'm starting to learn as you call me sheriff. A lot of people call me other things. <laughs> <laughs> so it works. I mean, I guess uh, I guess that kind of comes with the job. It's you know we're in strange times right now. A lot of us in law enforcement, you know, we do a lot of things well, and there's some things that we need to learn to do better. And with what society's demanding, there's some things that we're going to have to just learn from scratch. So real quick, uh, Sheriff Pastor had, uh, did he have four stars or three stars on his shoulder? Because I'm trying to see your number of stars. Did you go one back of him or same number of stars? No, I, I have the same number, four. Okay. That's because we have contract chiefs. And so I have seven chiefs of different cities and they wear three so they wanted me to wear four and then our um other ranked chiefs wear two so it's it's more of a military thing <laughs> i didn't really mean anything to me until it meant something to some of them so yeah. we do have a lot of people from the military in our organizations and uh it's just kind of a carryover from the military and it just shows who's who in the organization more than anything and we are getting away from a lot of the military type looks and standards because we are a civilian organization and we want to be more of a civilian organization we're not a military organization uh, so that's why when i first started it was interesting having people salute me and i always tell them to stop mm. you know i'm not a general this is not the military we work together so it's a different philosophy hmm. you know as we move forward in the future and, it, and it's mine and i get to now that i'm sheriff i get to tell people <laughs> what to do. that's the hard part is yeah. telling them instead of just waiting wishy-washy i just say no nah, I, I don't want to talk about it just do it yeah, yeah. before we talk to marion about special olympics mm -hmm. let's talk about policing we just had these riots uh in the other washington there were police officers there as citizens at the same time people are concerned as we're recording this right now uh, there's an impeachment trial going on, and some of the people that were there participating were first responders. I don't know if they marched down to the Capitol together, but they were at the meeting with the president where he spoke. What is your take? Because I, I know this today. I know there were six SPD officers, for instance, that were there, and they're under current investigation. 
What are you telling your guys and gals that work at the sheriff's department as far as free speech and also as far as what we what we saw at the Capitol? Well, there's free speech and then there's also good judgment. And we have learned that none of our people were there and we didn't tell them not to go. And we would definitely not discipline them if they were there. But if they took part in any type of criminal activity or part of a riot or part of the storming of it, absolutely. But none of our people were there. They're smart enough to know that that's probably a good situation to stay away from. Um, We did look and we've got public disclosure trying to find out if any of our people are there. And they're not. We, We haven't had anybody there. And I have almost 900 employees. We're talking to Sheriff Ed Troyer from Pierce County. What you've always been in my mind uh, on the leading edge of education, and you go to all the seminars and the conferences across the country, and you're not you don't hesitate to jump in and have an open mind. What do you see is the trend right now? Because Pierce County is very diverse, socioeconomically, ethnically, uh, politically. Like you, it runs the gamut in Pierce County. Correct. Uh, where are things going? Well, you know, interesting, Pierce County has the military bases, it has the women's prison, it has the state mental health hospital. So we have a lot of different issues in Pierce County that other people don't. And as everybody talks about defunding the police, I like to say, well, the sheriff's department was defunded before it was fashionable. And so we obviously have worked with very little people to get a lot done. Now, if you want to Uh, do additional stuff with the police, like our co-responder program. We have five mental health workers that are embedded with deputies that go out on serious calls and deal with people with mental health. I have a meeting with some social services next week to try and embed some of them to try and help with drug and alcohol addiction. And same thing with uh, mental illness and any other type of social type project that's out there we want to be part of. And we welcome experts to come in to take over when it needs to be done because it's always been let the police handle let the police handle the homeless situation we can get advocates to come help the homeless peace and police situation and ride with us we'll do that then let us go do police work Um, we are open to any type of the new ideas they have to try and help our citizens. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, Instead of having an officer tied up for six hours with somebody with mental health issues, bringing them to the hospital and getting court orders and involuntary committing them, if you have a mental health worker there and the situation isn't dangerous and it's secure, you can turn it over to the mental health pros and then my people can go back out and do police work. So I've uh, spent a career being the guy in the cheap seat saying, if I was in charge, I'd do this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> well, now you're the guy in charge. What are, what are a yeah. couple of the low-hanging fruits that you see? Well, some of the low-hanging fruit would be connecting with the different, like you said, the diversity of the community. I put an advisory board together, and my advisory board I actually have. Uh, we had somebody who called herself um, – grandma against racism for sheriff and she ran and ended up with four and a half percent of the vote as a write-in she's now on my advisory board Mm. and so when you talk about i-940 you have to have three community representatives one of my community representatives is from the Puyallup tribe who funded i-940 instead of bringing them in and being adversarial with them i want to bring them in and make them partners if you have a problem and you want to complain, then bring me a solution. Let's take a look at it and how to fix the problem. Let's just not fight over a problem, whether who's right or wrong, because we're willing to listen to everybody. And I was able to put a 12-person team together. Six of them are new. Um, I have seven women 
and three people of color on my team uh, that kind of reflects more of the community and today's type standards. Um, Lauren, my longtime assistant, everybody knows her from Crime Stoppers, is now my chief of staff. And so I've got a team together that's very cohesive and we are all on the same page and we all have the same goals and nobody's more important than anybody on my team. Yeah. It's a we operation in our department. It's not mine or theirs or anything. And, and we're trying to get that mentality down to the newest person we hired yesterday, which by the way, is some dynamite Seattle cops. We had over 25 or 30 apply for us. And of them, we took seven. The rest didn't get through our background. Mm. Tell us this. What are you doing as far as a PIO goes? Mm -hmm. Because you were a great PIO. And the thing I think Ron and I always appreciated is you always told the truth. And when something happened within the sheriff's department, you would immediately step to a microphone and address it. And I remember a Pierce County sheriff not too long ago that had barricaded himself inside and he was having some mental issues. You immediately stepped to a microphone and you addressed that within the sheriff's department. What are you doing as far as who the spokesperson is going to be? Because I don't see anybody doing that better than you. Well, I actually have a really good public information officer. His name is Darren Moss. Uh, he played football at Wazoo, and then he got hurt, and he ended up being Butch, has a communications degree, was on our SWAT team, and was my backup for two years. Mm. And so he stepped in that role, thankfully, and he is little bit more modern to the social media and to the newer ways of communicating. And so he brings a lot of stuff to the table that I didn't have. And he's very open and willing to learn from me and ask me lots of questions. I mean, but you were practically a college football player. I mean, you guys both brought that to the, to the fore. No, I was the water boy. <laughs> he was butch. And yeah, so no. And you know, the, the interesting thing about him, he's the right age group for the right time. He's a black male. And um, he is really a, a smart guy and very well respected around the area. And um, it's going to work out really good because we're, we're on the same page. And I give him free reign to do and say what he needs to say. And I promote him to be open and honest. And I would support him. Don't ever lie. Don't ever try and hide anything. Step up to the microphone. Tell, tell it what you know. And if a little bit of it's wrong or something, we'll fix it a couple of days later. Because nobody's expecting everybody to know what's correctly 100% right coming right out of the chute. You know, things change. But, you know, as long as you're open and honest and try and get the correct information out there and correct it when it's wrong, I think people trust and believe you. Yeah. I had a young lady uh, reach out to me. She works at Nike. Um, she is raising three young boys. They're Asian-American. And she said, would you please ask Ed, because she knew that you're going to be on today, and she travels a lot, and she's listened to our podcast in the car. She said right now, and in fact, I looked it up, there are thousands around the country, thousands of hate crimes against Asian-Americans. She was afraid to say anything because she said, you know what? When it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, she said, it's very important to me. She's like, I got their back. But at the same time, there was a hate crime, for instance, that happened involving people she knows, especially older uh, Asian Americans. Mary is agent. She's here from uh, the Special Olympics. She's over here nodding her head in agreement, saying, hey, there, there, there are things happening around America today that the, that, that the mainstream media is not talking about. Ron and I kind of consider ourselves mainstream. So I said, you know what? We're going to talk about this today. I'm going to ask the sheriff, and what are we doing for other folks in the community that are looking for 
equitable treatment also. And some of these hate crimes are just horrific. Well, I've seen them. I'm totally aware of them. I've been to conferences and I keep myself up to speed on that. And one of the things that we're seeing, it's not just Asian Americans and black people, Black Lives Matters, it's everybody. There's an inner struggle going on with everybody is so tense and uh, assaults are up everywhere. Oh, not, yeah. not just I mean, between COVID, people being locked down, people that aren't smart enough to realize, you know, there's different countries. I don't think the president helped when he called it the China virus. And you have people that can't think any further past that. And I've seen the assaults on some of the elderly Asians. And in fact, some of them have died when people just come up and pushed them down hard for no apparent reason. So we're aware of that. And right now, that tends to be more of an urban issue. Um, we're more of a rural county. And we don't have any particular numbers because I just looked last week after I started hearing about that. I go, is this an issue here? And it's really interesting. Like you said, our county is so diverse that the numbers by race on assaults or victimization are pretty much even with the population, depending on what race or what ethnicity you're talking about. That's in Pierce County, because as far as any urban areas go, Tacoma is our urban area. And one thing Tacoma doesn't have, and it's the only port city in the country, it doesn't have a Chinatown. It doesn't have a Korean business district that's urban. We have some out in Lakewood that's spread out in strip malls. But due to when the Asians helped build the railroads and bring them to the Pacific Northwest, when they're done and the tracks hit the water in Tacoma, the citizens back then ran them all out of town. So we're literally the only port city in hmm. the country that doesn't have like an Asian community or a Koreatown. And that's an interesting fact that is a dark stain in our history from way back when that has changed the dynamics for us now as compared to other places in the country. Sheriff Troyer, my final question for you in this segment is how do we, how are, do we nudge the culture back to saying there are facts there are truth. There is a thing called trust. Uh, you know, Don asked you earlier about, you know, stepping to the microphone. I, I know there are people that roll their eyes out and go, I can't trust this guy. He's, he's wearing a uniform. I don't, I don't, that's fake news. How do we, and even me included, how do we nudge people back without being condescending or finger wagging and going, there is such a thing as, as a true fact. There is such a thing as a narrative that you can trust. Mm -hmm. That goes back to, you know, I say we do some things well and we need to learn to do some things. It kind of talks about the demilitarization of police. People want that around the country. Um, the TV shows these weapons that supposedly the police are using against citizens and they're defensive. I mean, we do have a big armored vehicle, and we've used that 12 times in three years, and it's to rescue people. It's not to go on the offensive. So that's a narrative that's out there that's not true. And secondly, when we talk about the stars and stripes and saluting with the police departments, we're a civilian police department. And that's why I want to take a little bit of the militaristic look and feel out of it. That way, citizens and people can approach us more. Um, that's why we are having advisory boards, you know, that are represented ethnically of everybody that's in the community. And that's why I'm calling an activist and spokesperson. I have a reverend up on the hilltop who has been very vocal uh, about, you know, anti-police and some of the police brutality stuff. I've invited him to be on my advisory board and he's accepted. So I think you get those types of people in the same room. It's a start because you know what? They go tell their community and the community people tell their kids trickles down. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. That's for sure. Yeah. 
Two questions. Where's the sheriff's department right now with the vaccine? Where are you with with, with the vaccine? Well, it seems the police deputies and, and police officers keep going lower, lower on the list. You know, we're tier two. We're first responders. And we have a lot of people that are out quarantining because we do come in contact. I have not taken the vaccine yet, not because I don't want to. I will, but I want to wait till it's my turn. I mean, there's elderly, there's people that are more vulnerable that need it first. I get that. And until my frontline people have it, then I'll take it. But until then, I'm waiting until our people get it. We're running the vaccination program with the Department of Emergency Management. We're doing about 1,500 to 2,000 mass vaccinations a day when we open up our operation. I have three people embedded with the EM to make sure that goes good. And even though I have three people there and the Department of Emergency Management's doing it, we still haven't had our turn yet. So we're still waiting until it's our turn. So when it's my turn, I'm going to take it. Absolutely. I'm not afraid of taking it, but I need to wait for it to be my turn. Okay. Mary's going to join us in one minute. Final final question Mm -hmm. for you. It's actually a double barrel. What's been the hardest part of the job so far? And uh, what has been surprising and, and brought you happiness or joy? Well, I think that one of the best things was when Sheriff Pastor retired, one of the things he says is, don't be me. You know, you're, you're somebody different. Take this department in a new direction. It, it probably needs to be done. And when I leave, it's probably going to be somebody else that's going to take it in a new direction. So I've had support from the past sheriff, uh, all the current police chiefs and Tacoma Pierce County area are all on the same page. We are the big agency. I mean, we are the second biggest agency in the state. Seattle's number one. Pierce County is number two. We have 900 employees. And we're bigger than every agency in Pierce County combined, including Tacoma. You know, combine all 23 agencies, and we're bigger. My resident districts, I have three of them, are over 50,000 people, like their own police department. I have three of those, and I have 400 employees in the correctional facility. So it's a mammoth, mammoth organization. And I think the thing that is the most surprising is how Everybody wants to succeed. Everybody notices what's going on with society. Everybody's looking for solutions. And nobody in my department, in my groups, and my leaders are saying, well, that's not our job. Leave it to the other guy. If there's a problem that we can fix or get involved, however we do it and what other agencies are involved, and because I would talk to the executive all the time. We have really good communications with everybody that wants to get the same thing accomplished. And I'm pleasantly surprised that we are all on the same page as quick as we are. I thought it would have taken a year and and had to get my feet wet and knock on doors. But I think we all want the same thing. I think everybody's listening wants the same thing. Uh, Unfortunately, just takes a couple incidents to put us back, you know, and we just got to take those couple incidences and learn from them and Try and make sure they don't happen again. Yeah, love that. All right, don't go anywhere. Uh, Ed Schroeder loves policing, loves the community, but also loves kids. A couple of years ago, he reached out to me and said, I want you to meet someone by the name of Mary. And Mary heads up Special Olympics here in the great state of Washington. And with COVID, they have really run into an issue. It's an issue that you could help with. Let's talk about that on the other side of this. Life comes at you fast. If it's time to downsize, upsize, or right-size your home, it all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, I'm Kim Webb. Hi, I'm Kendall Webb. I'm actually from Colorado. We had always hoped that someday we would be able to move here. And when COVID hit, he was able to 
request to work remotely permanently. We found a house that we absolutely fell in love with. And so what that created was a situation where, shoot, we're not prepared to sell the house in Duval, but we're we gonna have to do that quick. We did the Ron and Don sit down. Ron stepped right in, sent us all the comp information. Don sent us a list of all the things that we needed to begin to consider. Don, he was all over my property. Uh, helping me uh, get the the landscaping pulled together, um, making sure that it was going to show well. We ended up placing it on the market where we felt we would be happy uh, if we got that number. And as it turned out on offer review day, we had five offers that were well over our expectations. We were absolutely ecstatic. The sale price was 55K over ask and that just blew us away. They negotiated the absolute best price we could have gotten for that home. We are so grateful and so happy and so pleased. When you're ready to sit down and strategize about your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. You're listening to The Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to The Ron and Don Show. A number of years ago, this is the real reason why the sheriff's here. He called me up and he said, hey, we have to help. It's not Mary Do, it's Mary Doe, Don, but you're going to want to say Mary Do because Mary Do is just kind of fun. It's Mary Doe. She's a CEO of the Special Olympics. And we have a lot of great athletes here in Washington State that we need to help. Do you remember doing that a couple of years ago when you reached out to me? Oh, absolutely. We threw that ball around the radio station over there at the place you used to work at. That's right. That's right. It was What was that called? The Red Ball Challenge? Or, yeah. yeah. Mary is here. What, what what was that? Was that? Tell everybody what we were doing with the Red Ball. I was trying to explain it to Ron earlier. Yeah, that was the Game On Challenge. And that was something that we did a few years ago um, where we were challenging law enforcement across the state um, as, as well as our media partners to get their game on and support Special Olympics Washington. Yeah. So this year, what are we doing with all the great athletes? And we see a lot of athletic events have been canceled, and they're afraid not only for the athletes, but for the crowds to come together. And this is such an important thing, right? The actual event itself, along with some of the fundraising around it. Talk to us a little bit. Where are we right now in Washington when it comes to Special Olympics this year? Sure. So, you know, unfortunately, we did have to cancel all of our in-person activities with our athletes. Uh, Many of our athletes will have underlying issues, um, health issues. All of them are on different um, spectrums of the health. But we made sure that we wanted to have our athletes and community safe, right, from the pandemic. So we adapted and um, continued at-home programming with virtual games and activities. Um, You know, so we were just adapting. um, And we're continuing to provide about 19,000 athletes across the state with opportunities to train safely from home. Can you put into perspective for people that aren't involved with this just how important this program is? Because if you're on the outside looking in and just paying attention to your own world, you might just go, oh, I, I'm, I'm tangentially aware of that. I don't, is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? Like, I don't even know. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. If you have children, even yourself, how many of us are going through the, oh my gosh, I just want to get out of the house. I want to be amongst friends. And and while Special Olympics, the, the, the foundation of what we do is sports and health and wellness, it's truly a place for our athletes to be amongst friends, right? And with their coaches and families um, and showcasing their abilities. Um, And we're not able to do that at the moment in person. Um, And it's tough. Our athletes have struggled with, um, 
why can't I go out? Why can't I see friends? Why can't I high five you? Uh, what, what's happening to Special Olympics? And I think as we continue to adapt and pivot um, through the pandemic is that we want to ensure that they still have all of those opportunities um, and we're getting ready for when it is time for us to get together. Because the thing that always struck me is the purity of uh, emotion, of whether it's joy or enthusiasm, and also the purity of the accomplishment. Um, and so how do you make that up this year? It has been a struggle, right? Um, But I definitely feel really proud of our organization and our team and the partners, folks like you guys have supported us along the way, Um, our law enforcement partners um, who have really helped us continue this program, right? So we've come together and talked to our athletes, our parents and families about what is it that you need right now? And they they want that social activity. So do we have Zoom calls? Yes. Do we have workouts that you can do live? I see gym stuff in here. So maybe you can hold a, <laughs> a Don, a, a live workout for our athletes. You all are welcome. Um, awesome. But we're, we're giving them all of those pillars right now, right? And, and oh. while it's still not perfect, um, we're still adapting each time. So they'll have opportunities to train amongst their friends. They have now opportunities for leadership. Hmm. We're teaching them healthy nutritional things while they're at home. Um, And then, you know, there's education about the vaccine. There's education about how to keep yourself safe. So we're hitting a little bit of everything while everyone's home. And you, you're like a polar plunge guy. You and David Rose from, from Q13. Tell tell us about the polar plunges that you've done over the years. I started doing them up here in Seattle then about six years ago, seven years ago, we started doing them down in Tacoma and Pierce County. And David Rose comes down for all of them and, Another chief, John Cheeseman from Faircrest and I are, and um, uh, Officer Gilbert from Fife. Uh, three of us have been involved since the beginning and, you know, and have helped. And we just have a big event. And, you know, Mary comes down and her staff and they do a great job and raise money. And we just do it down in Tacoma and Pierce County. And every year, uh, somehow it was interesting when you're talking about the athletes. Um, every year we end up going off the back of a fireboat when we're going to check the water. Somehow or another, we end up in full uniform in the water. And one, <laughs> one year, the pirates kidnapped us and were going to drag us in the water and upset a couple of the athletes. A couple of the athletes came out and were going to fight the pirates. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, seriously. We're that. like, oh, okay, King's Act, stop. You know, yeah, two, two or three of them are going to take on these 10 pirates. Good for them. Yeah, good for yeah. them, right? Yeah. So we're careful about what we do. Now we go way out in the water, jump in and, you know, pushed in by firefighters. So this year, we came up with an idea to keep Tacoma fire involved and we're still working on it so i won't let the cat out of the bag so to speak but um everybody still wants to be included and uh still do what we can to raise money um we still want everybody to give money and we'll be back next year do you still secretly put a dry suit on under your never, uniform never done that because you know why i didn't do that because um when i first did that the first time in seattle i saw a cop get busted with the wetsuit on underneath <laughs> there and, and he's never lived that down so i just take my punishment yeah yeah well I'll tell you what man Mary, you've done a great job because I've been watching you online and you're one of the most creative minds out there. And I've loved watching <laughs> you, your family, especially the mailman that you're married to and all your and all your kids and your dance moves and your TikTok stuff. It's really great. How your husband delivers mail by day and then keeps up with your family at night. I don't know how he does that. He's, he's a good man. He's a special, man. special man. He Any, really is. Anyway, tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that Special Olympics is facing as far as fundraising goes, some of the ideas that you've come up with, with you and your team, and how how can we help? Because we're all sitting at home. We all are ready to Zoom, and we can tape stuff, and we want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. So for the thousands of people listening right now, um, 
How can we get involved? How to get involved? So again, I've, I feel like pivot's been the word, right? I'm trying not to use that as much this this year, um, but you know, I, I think as most nonprofits and organizations, f- folks are staying home and staying safe, and and we're really committed to the health of our community and our athletes and coaches alike. So we want to model that behavior. Um, we have taken uh, the polar plunge and made it the virtual polar plunge challenge. And so what we are asking folks to do is to sign up, share, and then. Um, uh, gosh, splash, right? So the idea is that you will find any creative way that you possibly can to to sh- make a big splash for Special Olympics. So as you said, Don, you've seen me get hit by water balloons. And I did a video for David Rose just recently with a, he donated a hundred bucks to me. So I, you know, had a, a bucket splash. That's videos coming soon. But whatever it is, um, that's safe for you to do and creative to show your support for Special Olympics. Um, the idea is you can do it as, a, as an individual, do it with your family within your home, um, and, and really just share um, how important it is that our athletes know that we've got these fans behind them and are ready when they are ready no. to return. How, how does the money actually get to you? So let's say someone's listening and they're saying, okay, I'm, I'll go in and I'll get in a water balloon fight with my kids tonight out in the backyard. How does that actually turn into dollars for Special Olympics? Sure. So if you go to polarplungewa.com, there's our website there. We're really encouraging folks to create fundraising pages so you can collect donations online. It's really simple to kind of talk about yourself, why you're doing it, and then send out um, your personal link um, and folks can donate. Um, and what your dollars at work mean are something for something really tangible that we're really proud of is this last year, um, we were able to get lots of funding from folks um, and sent out 7,000 athletes at home kits in those kits included pedometers and nutritional guidelines and mm. um, resistance bands, things that you can do from home and caretaker kits, right? So a lot of folks are parents and caretakers are struggling. What do I do with my athlete? Right. Um, so there's uh, resources in there. And so we just sent out 7,000 more are going out. We've got 19,000. So we've got more athletes um, that are waiting uh, for their kits so they can work out and uh, stay safe at home. Mary, what if you're a delicate flower like myself? And you're like, <laughs> I ain't, that's what the hot tub's for. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't jumping in no ice water. I, can I just send you money and skip the whole 100%. front part of that? Yeah, I did this thing where I challenged folks. I tagged I tagged Don. I tagged, I tagged Ed and I said, um, take a splash or or send me money. And I would say about 50% of the folks are like, I'm sending you money. So uh, whatever way you want to make a splash, it could be an ice cold glass of water. It could be a splash in your bathtub, some splash water. Splash of balloon. cream in my coffee. Absolutely. Whatever it <laughs> or it is, might um, involve a fire department. A fire right. department. Yeah. Yes, a little bit of sprinkle here and there, whatever it is um, that uh, that you want to share to show our athletes that um, you support them. So, so David Rose from Q13, yep. and and I'm just going to give a a shout out to all my media people out sure. there. He only wrote a check for a hundred dollars. Is that was it a check or was it cash? And did the check bounce? I just wonder because <laughs> he has an extensive uh, shoe collection. Sure. And people don't he know does, this. Actually. He has his own tactical boots for Washington's Most Wanted. Right. And those things aren't cheap, right, Ed? You're <laughs> yeah. on there a lot. He has his own tactical vest. Yeah. How, how much is a tactical vest? Well, he doesn't know it, but we just put one that looked really cool together and gave it to him. You oh, know, you did? It was, uh, <laughs> it's I, a hope, I hope he never actually needs it. Yeah. Mary's afraid because she's going, oh, my gosh. don't. No. That, that's one of my guys right there. Don't, he is. And, you know, but his, his value of his time is priceless. Yeah. Anyway, so David wrote a check for $100. I'm going to write a check for $200 before Yay. you get out of here today. And I was thinking maybe since the sheriff is here, 
that because because and this sounds weird, but like with all our clothes on, we could just go take a shower together because I have a double headed <laughs> shower. And I'm just like, uh, he's the new sheriff. That's kind of weird. It's, it's snowing weird. outside. We have the windows open where we're taping right now because we're socially distancing. And people just might get the wrong idea if I say, hey, check out my shower with the new sheriff of Pierce County. I'm I, I think they've already you. got the wrong idea. <laughs> <laughs> beyond that. Mayor's over there nodding her head going, yeah, just give me the check. That's it. Anyways, Ron, David was in for 100 I'm in for two. Uh, do you care to beat $200? I'll go 50 bucks. Okay. This, I got to keep my cheap reputation. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone hits me up for money. Okay. Well, we come back. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to close things out with the new sheriff of Pierce County. And Mary Doe is here. Her husband is out right now. Is he delivering? Does he deliver mail? He does deliver mail. But so he's home. Neither rain nor sleet nor right snow. Will... It is. It's rough. He's out in the snow. Not he today. Is. Not today. Tomorrow. All right. Anyway. I had to go do this today. Yeah. So. Don't go anywhere. We'll finish up on the other side of this. Ready to get in the game? Get your playbook and schedule your Ron and Don sit down now at ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, guys, uh, final segment of the Ron and Don Show. Before we get out of here, we're going to have Mary just remind us again how we can be involved with Special Olympics. And, Ed, before you get out of here, uh, what is it about you, Special Olympics, kids, toys? That's my dog, Charlie, in the background. You probably hear right now. Or my son's dog, I should say. What, what is it about kids? You've been a uh, foster parent over the years. Children, kids. The connection with you and the sheriff's department, and I know Sheriff Pastor, mm-hmm. it's a big, big part of what you represent as far as a sheriff, as far as a human. Why is this so important? In fact, you just, you know, you you drove all the way up here to record in, in Seattle, in King County, because you wanted to be here for the kids today and, and, and for Mary, so... Well, I think we, everybody, if everybody did the same thing, we, um, we'd probably solve 99% of the world's problems, right? If every one person does something for two people, you run out of people. So I was kind of, you know, when I was younger, people did a lot for me or I wouldn't have got to where I was today. So I was very, very lucky growing up. Um, grew up in a part of Tacoma where nobody really cared about money, didn't have money, but we had good values and good parent, you know, my single mom. And people that just really took care of business. I met some police officers along the way. Uh, some were the nicest, biggest, hearted, giving people I met. And some were, frankly, jackasses. <laughs> and I thought, you know, somebody that's going to be looked at in the community that way, you should be the nice one, not the jackass. So I, you know, went to high school, college, went to TC Western, knowing the whole time I wanted to go into law enforcement to kind of be that person. I'm surprised you graduated high school. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I am the sheriff. I mean, there's not many qualifications. They don't, it doesn't take much. You just got to get the voters to agree with your, you know. Exactly. So, Mary, I wanted to circle back around one more time with you because I, I feel like this is more dire than the way you said it. Like, you're very friendly and you're very upbeat, but missing all of your events for a calendar year is not insignificant. And, and, Am I reading that right? Like this is a, this is t- like we need help with Special yeah. Olympics. Yes. Like because I'm going back through my mind. It's like okay, every event that you've done for 12 months has been canceled. Um, it, you can't be in good shape right now. So, um, I'm I'm just want to give you one more chance to pitch. Go to give us the website one more time. And even if it's five bucks or ten bucks, like we need to help 
uh, a population that really needs help right now. You are right. I do sugarcoat some things sometimes. I do it pretty well, I, I believe. I would say go to polarplungewa.org. Um, every dollar counts um, because there's 19,000 reasons why, right? We've got these athletes who are, are missing their friends, they're missing their activities, their coaches. Um, and we want to be able to bring that back and give them whatever that they need during this time and beyond the pandemic. Um, we will come back stronger mm. than ever. Yeah. So anyway, Ron's in for 50. I'm in, I'm in for 200. <laughs> David Rose just kind of in the rocking chair now, just sitting there with his really nice hair, his tactical boots. Well, I don't well, What was he wearing? Did you guys pat him in a black leotard or jumpsuit? Oh, that's that awesome. That was his choice. <laughs> On his video? <laughs> was he wearing a wetsuit? I don't know. You know what I like? He's, purpose. He has helped catch a lot of bad oh, guys. I know he has, and he does a lot of not I think maybe we just, get we just a, tease him all the time. a word into his lovely wife, and she'll you know, let him know that he's not in the lead anymore. I saw a great picture of her the other day because she's going to school. And and for those that don't know, we're talking about that one of the great anchors, Q13, David Rose, and then he does a show on Friday nights called Washington's Most Wanted. And you'll see Ed on there a lot. And then also he's been very involved with Special Olympics, Polar Plunge. David is just, he grabs that camera and his celebrity and his platform. And he, he, he does more good, I think, than anybody else on TV right now. He really does, you guys. He were, So anyway, it was his wife, and she's sitting at home studying, and she's stuck at home studying, and she's watching TV, and she's watching David do the news with a picture of David right next to her, and it was very it was very surreal to see that. Yeah, it's and pretty she's sad like, yeah. when you got to watch David because it's worse than studying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm just sitting here watching my favorite person on, on, on TV kind of studying away. So anyway, you have something planned with the fire department but you're not saying what that is at this point we got to check on the liability and insurance issues first <laughs> okay All right, everybody's like talking about safety as you know cops are can be you know creative and reckless and that's why every time when we did special olympics what a lot of people didn't know and during the polar plunge and when we go off the boats whatever happened my dive team was down underneath to make sure everybody got back to shore in time and we did have an incident one time with a small town chief that decided to wear his coat that we had to drag up on the beach so now they're really careful about what we <laughs> gotcha can you say or was I, it well, i think his name was john cheeseman at uh, Furcrest. was yeah, not, yeah was him he's a, he's a good friend of mine too and he he um Man, we're just throwing everybody he's, under he's the not bus a, today. He's, I like it. he's not I'm a strong. Leaving. He's not a strong <laughs> swimmer. So for him to go in the water with police gear on means something. Okay. Yeah. Be, be, before you go, you mm -hmm. had, and I don't know. Maybe this is off the record, but you had sent me some pictures a couple of years ago, and I don't know if it was connected to the polar plunge, but it was police cruisers that that look rather distressed because either cops or firefighters had done other things to police cruisers and they filled them up with certain things or balls or confetti. Is that something we're not talking about? But, well, no, but the, the, what we're talking about for this event will be on our pages. A couple of us are going to put together, try and fundraise, but we just, um, I don't want to overpromise, okay. you know, and I, and I definitely will come through one way or the other. We just got to make sure we can do it without uh, getting anybody. But you guys like to get okay, so elaborate. Just that, go yeah. to the website and donate 20 bucks. Oh, that's uh, no fun. It's <laughs> not as fun. You went from, you went we'll, from do, we'll do to that too. But, you know. to other people, other <laughs> yeah. people, other people. All right. Mary, final thing uh, is we're closing out the podcast one more time. How, how the different steps, the different things where people can go to get involved, Special Olympics, Washington right now. And then we'll get out of here. All you have to do is go to polarplungewa.com, sign up, share, and splash. Dot com or dot org? Dot com. Okay. Yeah. Can you Venmo? Yeah. 
I'll give you my Venmo. No, <laughs> uh, well, no, well, we, we will use the, uh, there's a donate button right there on the front page um, at, at polarplungewa.com okay. and you can make a donation. And if right I'm there. writing a check and sending it, is that to Special Olympics Washington? Yes, sir. Okay. And I'm going to do that right now before uh, we go to the studio today. Thank you for being Thank here, you. you guys. Ed, any, any uh, final thoughts? The uh, new sheriff of Pierce County. Well, I've appreciated all the support over the years, and I'm going to be here for four years at least, you know, unless I get run out of town. Um, but uh, I'll be here for four years. Anytime you need us or law enforcement or want me to help out, just let me know. Yeah. Ed has all new uniforms, just so you know, and they look really sharp. I've never seen him in uniform before. And he has like this really cool like jumpsuit on. And it looks like that has Ron. What do you think about eight years of wear and tear on that? And then I like probably it. punch out. So you got to go more than four because your because your new uniform is going right. to last. Yeah, it, it is new actually. Yeah, yeah. it looks good. Final uh, thoughts before we get out. Yeah, I mean help. This is the year. If if you've been uh, fortunate to not be as suppressed or oppressed or downgraded in your career or whatever this year, whatever word I'm trying to think of. Um, you know, take these moments to say, yeah, uh, normally I would have gone to these events or gone to charity galas or done all these things that we normally would do. So take these opportunities, I think, to just give back a little bit. Thanks, you guys. All this stuff will be up on our Facebook page. He's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. This is the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Dawn Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs>